This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Rye. It was written by Dr. Lex Hurley, who is also our handler, and this is episode four. We have a trigger warning. This game contains parasites, infestations, body horror, loss of agency, and something we're going to finally find out what it is tonight. Uh, watch at your own risk. Our recap will be given by Kaylin McDowell as his character agent Draper. So without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Kaylin? BG, Agent Draper, at the opera with the usual suspects. Our target this time, Tatiana Sokolov, directly responsible for two brutal murders. Location unknown, highly dangerous. It's fucking bugs, grown inside of people and eating their guts until they grow so big that they burst out of their chest. I'm supposed to be the medical expert on the team. Me. I never went to school. I was a fucking field medic for the army, and not a very good one. I bullshit my way through the conversations when the real doctors get to talking. Thank God for Agent Dish. But what I do have is some common sense. I'm here to figure out why weird shit is happening and to stop it before more innocent people get killed. Well, we've already figured out why. It's that Tatiata bitch. I've been wrong before, but I'm pretty sure if we find her and put a bullet in her head, then all of this trouble will be over. I feel like we can blame everything on her. She isn't even human anymore. For some reason, there was this heavy-duty handcuff on her, like she escaped from some military base or something that ripped off half her fucking hand. Then she fell 40 feet and hit the ground running like she wasn't hurt at all. We were hot on her trail, damn it. We could have ended it all right there. But that part of town that she ran into is a mess of workers and heavy machines. She could have gone anywhere, and we had no way to track her down. So she got away. She's still out there killing people, and our team has been scattered. Duty, that that crooked fucker, cares more about our cover story than he does saving lives. He's been busy playing buddy cop with some local scumbag. Dialect took the long drive down to do a wellness check on our fall guy, only to find new trouble there as well. That poor fucking kid. I get it, we're the government. It's our job to lie about stuff. But just put yourself in Sam's position for a minute. He's a college kid out looking for a thrill, and he has a good time with a girl. Everything's above board until the thing from fucking Alien kills her and attacks him. I'd burn the place down, too. He's innocent. But not only are we locking him up for a crime he didn't commit, Dialect made the horrifying discovery that the kid has a worm in him, too. He must have gotten it from the girl. That's the only thing that makes sense. But that means that the parasites are transmittable sexually? It's fucking disgusting. We all argued about what to do with him for a while. I think as a group, we decided to go burn him alive in his jail cell. We reprioritized, however, and decided to call it instead of uh, dealing with poor Sam ourselves. He's in the hands of the United States government now. May America have mercy on his soul. It makes my blood boil to even think about it. We need to hunt down Tatiana before she can cause any more harm. As far as we know, this shit is only spreading from her personally. She stabs them with a stinger and plants her fucking eggs inside their bodies. She even has a special tailored red dress to do it in. 
I don't know what she is or why she's doing this other than she's a monster. She used to work at a pharmaceutical company, rearranging molecules to create new drugs. Maybe she experimented on herself like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Or maybe maybe she's always been this way and she just does a really good job at impersonating a human. Maybe she's just one of an entire undiscovered species. Oh, fuck. Deception found a hidden shrine in her apartment while he was robbing her. There were these ancient scrolls from some forgotten religion and a handful of foreign languages. He took them down to the university to have them inspected. Maybe those will tell us more about her if we're lucky. That's going to take plenty of time, though. And I'm hoping that this will all be wrapped up before then. Currently, our team is tactically infiltrating a suspicious organization known as Second Chances. Their front is that of a rehab clinic, but there have been a few red flags that perhaps there's something more to it. To duty's credit, he was on to this lead before any of us. When I found a fake ID badge for Tiffany inside of Tatiana's work desk, Duty decided to let them take him away in their unmarked van. He pretended to be some drugged up homeless guy named Angus, and we all took turns beating the shit out of him until he looked the part. He swallowed a tracker and we're pursuing him to their facility. I have no idea what's going to happen to him or what they're going to try to do to him. But if I know Agent Duty, the situation's completely under control. All right. And when we last left duty, he seemed to be in a bit of a tight spot. So I'm going to have a little conversation with players above board now. We might be able to say that duty's time is running short. So I have a clock set up here. He currently has 30 minutes until midnight. I am going to start this conversation off by asking in the time between duty going to stand out under that lonely street lamp in the rain and you waiting to pursue his, I think he swallowed the tile, uh, cell phone tracking shit. Uh, what all did y'all do specifically with, in terms of equipment that you might bring to be prepared? Hmm. Well, I would have uh, definitely gotten my uh, gun ready and uh, would have went and gotten a couple uh, if I could make a science roll to make sure or if someone else has chemistry, some uh, chemistry uh, combinations we could make that could be essentially like a chloroform, but you know. Okay. Uh, what is your chemistry at? Uh, base. I'm really good at biology. <laughs> All right. Uh, Draper, I feel like you may be the only other option here. No, the only science I have is uh, military land. Okay, Dish. Do you want to try and bootleg some chloroform and maybe oh, risk wait, passing no, I, out? I, I, oh. I'm sorry, my chemistry is 60. Sorry, I... I I overlooked it. It is down here at the bottom. That's a little better. Okay. Yeah, With 60 than... chemistry, if you want to just take some time, like you could look it up on the internet, maybe through mm -hmm. an incognito tab, and uh, you can find a way to do that. And let's just say that you have a essentially like a water bottle's worth and just a yeah. rag that you can try and mm -hmm. dose up if you need. Yeah. What about the rest of you? Well, I've got a gun, I've got a knife, and I've got my lock picking stuff. So I don't know how good I'm going to be in a fight, but I'm going to, I'm really good at running away. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and I'm good at hiding. Okay. And I, I probably know how to make chloroform because, you know, sometimes. I'm going to choose not to dig a little deeper into that and ask Draper, what are you doing to prepare? Well, um, Draper isn't convinced that this is completely a hit. This might just be a rehab facility. So I, I do have a handgun, but I don't believe that I would have done much to prepare otherwise. Okay. And dialect. Yeah, I've just got my um, my three fifty seven Magnum and a survival knife strapped to my uh, my calf on okay. the side of it. All right. So all loaded up into a car. The thunder starts rumbling a bit outside, and a cold, bitter rain starts pattering around on the rooftop. As you are checking the Tile app on your phone, you can see the signal in Duty's large intestine, probably by now, is starting to move. How closely do you want to follow it? What is your plan here? I, I suggest that we stay pretty close. Are we yeah, all in I mean, the same vehicle? Do you want to be? There's only four of us. Yeah, I kind of think so. Yeah, we should. I think we. I mean, we got the tile app, uh, the tile thing, ending to tracking. So I think we could be like you know a block block behind because we fall too close, and you know it's nighttime. They'll notice that there's headlights behind in the whole way. Yeah, what's the traffic like in this area? In this area, the further that you head outside of New Haven, you sort of went through the industrial district and are into an area that was hit pretty hard by the recession. There's not a whole lot of traffic out on the roads. You might pass a lonely car every now and again. You can see the headlights probably of the vehicle that you're tailing sort of up in front of you as they may turn or go down a hill and then blink back out of sight. Yeah, the, the tracker makes it easy. We could be pretty far behind, but what if they have some kind of gate? Well, we can rely on deception to crack his way into it. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's hang back. We're all wearing black. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pactol necks. <laughs> and as you are making your way around, you can find that after a time, the tracker seems to stop moving so quickly and moves very slightly around at a location about walking pace inside. Kind of stops, moves as you can, I'm assuming, maybe kill your headlights and start moving very slowly so as to not be seen. You can pass the worn out sign that says Shady Acres Assisted, and then the bottom half of the letters have fallen off. And you can see just through the silhouettes is the full assisted living facility. There's a round drive that goes up and you can see a car that is pulling around or actually it's a white Ford transit that is pulling around towards the back outside of the drive about the time you all are approaching. 
It's night, yes. And it is, yes. Dark. Is there a chain link fence around this facility or is it just open bushes and trees? And there grass? is a chain link fence sort of around the ground perimeter, but nothing that you would need to buzz through and retract. This looks like it used to be an old folks home. Uh, and is the gate, is there an, an open gate or is there a closed gate that they open? There is no gate. It is an open driveway. You can see that it can curve around and have that sort of a C shape. Okay. How are windows? Is, um, does it seem kind of abandoned or does the place look like, does the property look managed well? The property seems decently managed. The lawn seems mowed. The bushes. Multiple story. One story, brick exterior. You can see maybe some faint lights in the windows. There's one that might be flickering blue from a television. It's very dim and hard to see. You can see that there's a front desk that is lit up through fluorescent lights. And that's all that you can really tell. The other, there's windows dotting around the exterior. You can see that the building seems to go around sort of, uh, in a more compound-like arrangement, maybe. So, um, uh, grass, uh, bushes, and then are there bushes up against the building? Like, you know, the building, window, bushes underneath yes. it? It's pretty much a, a wide lawn around the driveway. Maybe some bushes in that middle bar barrier between the sea for incoming and outgoing traffic. And then some bushes spotting around the exterior of the building, pretty close to the okay. balls. So I'm going to look at it to assess uh, darkest uh, area. Uh, what my idea is to go up and over the fence uh, across the property up to those bushes near the window and then work our way around the building, looking and in, peeking into the cracks in the windows to see if we can find Agent. Well, we should be able to know when we're getting closer and closer to him. Sure. Uh, but I want to do it in the in the least observed manner. Okay. So, so I can say in regard to duty situation, <laughs> this will take a bit of time if you all want to try and be covert and sneak around. Is this, does this sound good to everyone? Does anyone else have any different plans that they want to do? No, when uh, when deception starts getting into the-, <laughs> the Again, you there. all have no idea what's up with duty. He's yeah. kind of milling around inside. This, uh, this, this doesn't really seem to be like the, the fortress or whatever we were thinking, guys. This might just be a medical place. We could probably just walk in. I think I think we might need to just get duty and go. I'm, I don't I'm think sure. you'd be able to walk in and get him out. If it's a rehab place, they're not going to let you take him out. Once yeah. he's past the door. But what, but what are we sneaking around for? There's not like armed guards or anything. Well, duty's supposed to be doing his job inside, trying to gather info. If we can find the room that he's in, we can communicate with him. Yeah, well, should we split up and look through all the windows then? If we have if we have communication, yeah. um, I can I can run up there and quick make my way around. Uh, is our is our tracker good enough to where 
I could, you know, if I'm on this side of the building, I could see that he's over here and work my way. You can tell about that closely. This is meant to be used sort of around the house. So you can right. tell if you're getting, I'll just call it colding, colder or warmer to try and locate him around the building. The signal's moving around a little bit, but not much. Seems to be localized towards the right side of the building for now. So I can do a quick sweep and locate him and then text you back where he is. Okay. If you want to scout ahead, I'm cool with that. Yeah, keep an eye out. See if you've got like armed guards that you can spot through the windows. Yeah. Okay. So, in the time that it's going to take you to, uh, what is your stealth? I should ask. My stealth is fifty. Okay. That plus it being rainy and at night should be fine. Pardon me for a second. And that I've done this a dozen times. <laughs> that too. This is my speciality. Okay. So in the time that it takes you to sneak up around the building, get to the area that you are pretty sure is around in his tracker uh, on that right wing of the building. Again, you can see the edge of the building where it curves and the brick wall continues around. The tracker starts moving somewhat erratically and leaves the area that you are close to it. You can see this dim flickering blue light from a window that is a couple of yards away from you. And then this tracker starts kind of ping pong balling across down and around the hallways inside of the building. Nothing's wrong. All text. Hmm. I'm sure he was in this room. He's now moving rather erratically. Hmm. Like maybe he's fighting. Yeah. Got a concussion. All right. So you might need to go through the front. Yeah. Can, do we all have the app? Can we all see the tracker at the same time? I'm going to say only one person can have the app downloaded and see it on the tracker there. So we'll say that it's Deception's phone is the one that has the tile app that is linked up to that one. Okay. Um, at this point... Can I take a, pic, a quick screenshot and, yes. and send them that? Yeah. Yes, you can well, screen cap. And also, yeah. I will say, in this time that you all have been waiting the lights around the front desk go off let's just I, i'm with you draper let's just go up there and we'll say that we've been tracking uh angus down he's wanted uh for a you know by the police and we need to yeah. get him that, that we can get him out of there that way i, I think that's a good idea the three yeah, of us will just i mean just don't let him stop us let's walk by Right. Meanwhile, I am going to unscrew the bolts that are holding the iron bars on the window. There are no iron bars on the window, the, but you can tell from where that light is coming through on the one close to you. Mm -hmm. It seems to be plate glass with that steel mesh put in between mm. it. The windows oddly seem a little newer than the brick and the rest of the building around it. And, and you're I not see seeing... If... Hmm? 
Can I see whether the windows open or not? They do not. Shit. I can't use glass cutter to get through that kind of a window. Um, I think in that case, there's not much I can do. If I don't see him through whatever slits or cracks or anything in that room, then I'm going to go back over the fence and come back to where they were. I'd like to text while we're like starting to head up back towards the, uh, the entrance, I suppose. Um, do you think you can take out the power, the electricity? Um, probably the only thing is we don't know what's going on in there. What if they're actually people on medical equipment? Do we give a shit? I can cut off communications. I can try to cut off communications and, and power. Do I have anything to do that with? That would be. You could perhaps try and sneak around and see if there's an exterior breaker box that you can access. No one mentioned okay. bringing something like uh, bolt cutters and stuff like no, that. No. Right. Uh, you could try, if they do have a padlock on it, you could potentially try shooting the lock off, but you know that that would be loud. Huge now, in the ways. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure what I would use to disable the power. Which skill? Um, and I wouldn't have anything in that anyway. Uh, so I'll run around to see if I, I can say, find the breaker box. Dialect, you work yeah, as I've a got, handyman. I can um, walk you through it, or I can search for it myself, because I do have some electrical maintenance. There's a lot of cover back here to hide behind bushes and stuff. And the windows all seem to be not, not boarded up, but... Uh, Curtains are drawn, so nobody's looking out. Pretty dark back here. Yeah, I'll... Uh, You'd be able to hide. I'll uh, text that I'm on my way to start looking around. Okay. And just to clarify, Dish and Draper, are you both going up right now? Are you waiting for a solid thing? Okay. I, I think I need to get inside. Yep. And you parked at the edge of the property, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a little bit of a walk. Okay. So in that case, we are going to have the camera switch to agent duty. Yeah. You don't see anything at first. The first sensation that comes to mind is that your head feels like it's stuffed too full of cotton you reach up to try and wipe your eyes or something and your hand does not move. Your eyes flutter open and you see shelves lined with prescription bottles, first aid supplies, and see that you are strapped inside of a wheelchair. Actually, now that you look down, there's something in your arm. Looks like a blood draw Someone sitting at a computer desk to your right seems to be tapping away at something using a finger on each hand to type through. Where am I? 
What's going on? There's a beep. And you see a door on the right side of the room opens up. And the orderly that you had um, tussled with in front of your room in white hospital orderly looking outfits uh, with a little red pockmark around on his thigh uh, says, Angus, do you know where you are? No. Who are you? At this point, the other person says something. He turns around in his chair. Seems to be older, older male, salt and pepper hair. What would be a friendly face. And he looks at you with knowing eyes and says, you haven't been very honest with us, Angus. The other orderly looks at him a bit confused and he tilts his head at the computer and says, his blood's clean. Not a fucking thing in it. If you tell me who you really are, what you're really doing here, I can ease your suffering. Okay. Have you ever played fantasy football? Yeah, sometimes when you lose, there's a, uh, you know, you get you get a punishment, right? I've uh, unfortunately, I, I I made some bad drafting decisions. I made some pretty pretty average trades throughout the season, and uh, so you know, I had to pick between uh, running naked through a schoolyard or uh, checking myself into rehab. Um, so, uh, he, yep, cool. Thanks. Sorry. I, I, yeah, this is a bad joke. It's gone a little bit too far. Um, he reaches out and grabs your hand and snaps your back three fingers back on themselves. Take two damage on your character sheet. His face is still and says, I will give you one more chance to be honest with me. So anyway, these uh these trades um <laughs> no <clears throat> um look I the jigs up as I'm uh, I'm now uh now starting to realize uh sir shall I shall I call you sir um look <clears throat> let's keep things in uh. In a, in a nice, uh, orderly fashion, shall we? Um, look. I'm a beat cop. I walk the beat. I see things. I investigate. It's what I do. I get sent to go consult on this weird, like, apartment fire. I can't use my hands. Uh, and this weird apartment fire... And, you know, everywhere I look, things just don't add up. 
And so my curiosity gets the better of me and I do my little acting job, you know. Uh, I look at the orderly that I've uh, had a bit of a wrestle with. But sorry, I got a bit method with my acting. I got nothing on you. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be doing this if I actually had evidence to suggest anything weird was going on. Um, it's uh, this, that's what I got. I'm a beat agent, uh, beat cop rather. I got, uh, that's what I got for you. I didn't want to interrupt you as a player. But he 100% will interrupt you after I got curious. A smile cracks the side of his mouth and says, well, we all know what happened to the cat. And I can promise you, Angus, you will scream and beg for death before we are done with you. Take him to the farm. And the orderly walks around behind you and starts pushing you out down the hallway back towards the under construction doors and into a hallway that seems to echo with the sounds of wounded screaming animals. I would like you to roll sanity for helplessness as you are strapped into this wheelchair. I rolled a six. Okay. As he's wheeling me through, I'm like, so anyway, this fantasy football punishment, you know, sometimes they uh, strap you in a tutu and sort of trail off. Okay. Now we are going to flash to Dish and Draper. As you both walk up and can look in through the front, uh, it's a glass door with a couple of other vertical windows in front. You can see space where there's a front desk, a bulletin board, a little sign inside. There doesn't seem to be any activity going inside. Hmm. What do you do? You ready? Oh yeah, try the doors. Okay. Try the door, they are firmly locked. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we could call deception over here for this. Uh, do they have uh, hours marked? They don't. I guess, uh, yeah, I'll send the text for sure. I'll, I'll text deception, front door is locked. Uh, lend a hand, question mark. Is there a bell? There is no doorbell. Are yeah. there cameras? Hmm. I'll uh, look around, yeah. Okay. I would like you to go ahead and roll a little criminology. Or a search. Let's see. Or I'll, I'll accept search. I'll go 10 search. 10% or 20%? I'll take the 20. Okay. I got 23, 23 out of 50 on search. Okay. I, re I rolled a 44. Oh, God. <laughs> Draper! So, <laughs> I think at this point is whenever Dish can look up and see the security camera looking right at the front, sort of over the back of the front desk and would be staring out right through the window. Mm -hmm. And Draper, you're going to text nope right away to deception. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just get over here. 
Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> when I when um, I see the camera, I because yeah, you know, I I didn't see what Draper that Draper did that. I'm going to I assume it's pointed right, kind of at the door where so mm-hmm. we're probably right in view of it. I'm gonna get out that badge we've been carrying around and put it up against the glass. You know, kind of like hey, police here. You know, <laughs> create a distraction because they don't know that me and dialect are here mm-hmm. we're in the direction i fucking what should i just pick the window in <laughs> there's no one around yeah as long as they're looking at you and you're knocking then not looking back here are there any other doors leading out of the building you'll have to walk around the perimeter and try and find out we'll kind of walk halfway take some more time okay so I'm assuming, uh, I, I will also ask, I don't want to assume right now, uh, because time is of the essence. Are you all going to skulk around the perimeter of the building stealthily? Or are you going to just walk, which might save a little bit of time? Well, if he's, if he's searching for doors one way, um, I'll, I'll go the opposite. I'll go counterclockwise or whatever um sure and, yes i assume that uh, you were going to be going and yeah sort of pincer. and i i don't care at all about stealth especially if he's saying cause of distraction i'm just yeah. talking to dish and walking through the grass <laughs> well, i'm going to say cool. the front door and kind of keep oh, okay. like, jiggling the handle and trying to get someone's attention because okay. you know, knocking to... a bit okay as, as long as dialect and i are in the dark we're going to try to stay hidden if we get to an area where there's too much light then we'll slow down and go stealthily when trying to get the block the, the yeah. bushes to block their view of us. Okay. And so in the time that it is going to take to make your way back around the perimeter and searching, <laughs> we are going to go back to duty. You go through this hallway and as you get closer, to these push double doors, the sounds of these groans get louder and you can almost hear the sounds of faint splashing. This orderly may be a bit resentful from earlier and uses your chair to push the doors open, maybe bending a couple of toes the wrong way as he does. As he pushes the doors, the sounds that were groans are screams and cries and pleas, dumb, wounded, screaming people. You look and see what must have been a swimming pool for water aerobics classes that has lines of cinder blocks going down and across to divvy it up into sections. In the first eight rows are these bloated bodies of people their stomachs distended like flesh balloons something writhing underneath them as big as a volkswagen beetle in each their heads are fastened to the sides of the pool the right side is still the left side is worse 
their thin, emaciated arms are splashing around. And this is the source of the screams muted only by these yellowish tubes that are stuck in each of their mouths, all running up into the seal, up to the ceiling and leading away into a side room. The water sloshes around all of these people. I would like you to roll sanity. <laughs> For hearing 72 it. is a, uh, a not good, uh, not good roll. That is going to be a D8. Why are these ones? A four. Which takes me to my next breaking point. So how does duty react in getting pushed through this? As you are being led around the right side of the pool, you can see these people's faces are staring up at you, their eyes wandering, dumbly uncomprehending. They have IVs stuck into their necks with little pouches suspended up near the feeding tubes. You can only imagine. I think this is going to hit very hard for duty. The amount of times that he's walked a, an OD junkie into the, the emergency room and seen someone get hooked up with all these different tubes and everything else. So he's played this very stoic, like uh, confident, uh, you know, uh, outward for the so long. And it's just starting to catch up to him now. Is it a, he realizes just how much pain these people were in and how much pain he's about to be in. I, like, I think it's psychosomatic, like this sort of uh, understanding that he starts to feel it just like very vividly. He's in pain before he's actually in pain, just like, so that's like rocking as best he can in his strapped up wheelchair, just like, You think you can hear over the sounds echoing across the splashing, wailing pool room, the orderly chuckles behind you and leads you into the men's locker room. Dialect and deception. You've gone around the right side of the building the windows seem a little bit sparse uh, on this side as you've gotten about past the halfway marker of the building. You can go around to the back and tell this is very much the staff parking area. There is a silver sedan and a white Ford Transit that are parked in the back with a lonely streetlight hanging up above them. The October rain is cold and biting as you are standing outside. It's getting hard to feel your hands. You need to keep flexing your fingers to keep them from going numb in the chill air. You can see what look like loading doors, and it seems like maybe 
something closer to a power source that you can try to cut. You're muted. muted. Have we started to get close to the ward where it was being worked on? Do we hear any noise? From outside, you yeah. don't hear any noise besides the pattering of rain and the rumbling of thunder. You can shield your phone to check the tile app and can see that duty is clear on the other side of the complex. Okay. And is still moving. I I try to explain exactly where he is and he's moving and we're going to try to cut the power. Um, I'd like to pop all the tires or, or slash all the tires, but uh, we really don't know that duty's in terrible danger. But I do think it's enough that your spidey senses may be tingling a bit. If yeah. you wanted to go into the parking lot to stab out their tires, you know, it's a bad part of town. Sometimes shit happens. Well, Dialect. by the time they know, we'll be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dialect, what are I, you doing? I'm keeping my eyes peeled for that, um, the electrical panel, or you said, is it in a, a gate in a fence within a fence, or is it like up against the wall? You weren't able to really see it yet, but you can see what look like the sort of the shipping doors that would go down garage door type things and feel like if you were planning out a building, they would be close by here somewhere. Well, I'll head in that direction, see what I can find. Look for that. I'm going to slash everybody's tires. How many yeah. How many cars are there? Two, Two. or three? Two. Two I'll cars. I'll slash their tires. Okay. Dish. As you are angrily knocking and fiddling around on the doors, someone in white Velcro shoes, white pants, and a white polo walks up with a name tag that says Tim. He looks at you, and you can hear him mouth the words, closed. Take my badge and put it up against the, the window. And I said, open. <laughs> He'll walk nice. up closer to the glass as you keep sort of being insistent mm -hmm. up there. And he says, warrant. Yeah, we have a minute imminent danger. You have an Angus in there? He goes back to the front desk and presses a clipboard against the glass with a slurred signature of Angus inside. And he is going to say rather loudly so you can hear him through the glass and say, Mr. Angus is under rehab with us for the next 14 days. He's Mr. being Ang taken care of. He's a necropedophile that's wanted for murder. Then you can come get him in 14 days. He's not going to leave this premises. I can tell you that much. Oh, he is going to leave this premises. Then you better come back with the National Guard. I will. And he turns and steps out of easy vision of the front door 
but you feel like his eyes may still be peeking around from a dark corner. Okay. Oh, door's locked. Doing? I can't I can't get through that. So I'm going to walk and I uh, whatever way Draper went, I'm gonna go the opposite way because I don't want him to follow the I'm trying to be the distraction. <laughs> okay, but so you are very clearly walking yes. around uh, the property. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So got it. And Draper, you are going around the left side of the building, we'll call it. The windows here, you can see that thick glass with the steel mesh inside. However, you cannot see through any of them. They appear to have black paper or something blanking them out. Hmm. Strange. As you keep going around, there's not a lot of details that you can discern. It seems to be pretty continuous brick wall exterior. You think as the lightning flashes somewhere, subconsciously you count to five as the thunder finally hits. You think that you can see a tree maybe inside of the complex. I would like you to give me an alertness roll. And my alertness is 70. And I rolled a zero six. As you sort of glanced up, let's say that it was two big hits of lightning sort of back to back. The first one hits, you look up and see the tree. The second one hits and you swear for just a second, you saw someone in black on the roof. Hmm. So I'm seeing this tree over the roof. You're saying that like it would be like on the other side of the building or on like an interior atrium kind of place. It seems like maybe this building may be sort of a donut shape and that there may okay. be trees or something in an inner lawn area that are going up taller than the rest of the building proper. Hmm. And a man in black. Hmm. Um, and are, are they gone or are my eyes just not adjusted? You saw them just in the light as they were sort of going back over the corner. And then in this dark of night, unless you want to try and get a flashlight out, hmm. you, you don't see any more sign of them. You don't hear well, any footsteps on the roof. Okay. Well, um, yeah, like you said, I could have sworn I saw it. So I'll, I'll do a group text to everyone. Um, trees in the middle of the complex, men on roof. In the rain? In the rain? Something's, something's going on here. At this point, you all are drenched and soaking wet in the cold Connecticut weather. Let's see, Dish is going around the side there. And in the time that it's going to take deception and dialect to slash the tires and go back around the side of the building, 
we're going to go back to Agent Duty as his time is almost up. You're led in through a locker room that is lit by these dull orange LED lights. It's a little easier on the eyes than the garish fluorescence throughout the rest of the building. There you can see personal effects. You can see lockers lined with guns across one wall. And they're leading you through this room and past this tapestry that seems ornate and aged into the shower room. And as he flips the light on inside, you see a table. It looks just as I imagined your brain is sort of spinning and going crazy right now, hitting your breaking point. It looks like a gynecological exam table, except you're meant to lay on your stomach and your eyes go to the leather straps dangling from the arm and leg rests. At this point, the chair stops and you hear this high pitched and I need you to roll con for me. 96 is not gonna do it. You're hit with something that feels like a cattle prod from hell as you start seizing up in your chair and go limp slightly. And you can hear the sound of Velcro straps tearing and hands moving up under your arms as you're lifted out of the chair. Deception and dialect. You're the closest to things happening right now. Let's say you all are back at the end of the complex. And you can see sort of a loading dock and dialect. You can see on a sort of it's covered by a little bit of a like a patio almost, and then a raised bit of cement that could be about truck level. On the back of the complex, you can see a heavy breaker box for the entire system that has a heavy master lock padlock dangling from it. There's also other sorts of wires and connections that are leading around through it, but you're pretty sure you found what you're looking for. And deception is uh, squelching up behind you, water logging into his boots. Yeah. Master lock is so easy. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll or pick, lock pick. Yeah. Yeah, 30 out of 60. Okay. So you can pick the lock open. I'm also looking to see if there's any alarm. Like when I open it, magnetic alarm or anything like that. Let's go ahead and roll. You can do search or criminology for this just to see what some sort of alarm might look like inside. Okay. Uh, 23 out of 60. Okay. 
you can tell that there's security camera systems around. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily know. It doesn't seem like there's an alarm that's going to be keyed up onto this. This is one of those very old fashioned, just the heavy lever that you can shut down to cut the breakers for the complex. Well, you assume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was worried about the gate. You know, once I pick the lock, there's not mm -hmm. a magnetic alarm. But if there's not, then it, I'll just this open seems up the gate. yeah. The equipment seems original to the rest of this complex. The security cameras are new, but there doesn't seem to be ultra high tech security systems around inside here. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just open up the gate and have at it, Agent Dialect. Yeah. Well, looks like it's just flipping a switch over here this time. So I'm gonna. Walk up and roll craft electric. No. Yeah. Um, okay. If you were wanting to like really get in there and pull wires without shocking the piss out of yourself because you're soaking wet, then I might ask you to roll. You just want to flip the switch well, down? Like disable it. Well, you switch the switch the breaker down and then disable pull the the fuses because they won't have any power at that point. Right. I can't hear you dialect. You may have unplugged the headset. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. I'll, the wrong wire. I'll shut it off and then go to <laughs> screw it up as best I can. Okay. Um, Give me a luck roll to see if you can get the box. If there's an opportunity to get the box open without some other kind of equipment. 42. All right, you can take it down. The power is going to go out around the complex. Although from your perspective, there isn't a whole lot of difference inside or from the outside. And you can open it up and start pulling wires and things out. Dish. And this time, you said that you're making a point of not being subtle. That's about... correct. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I want them looking at me. Okay. So are you going at a pretty brisk pace? Or, like, I I'm just trying to get an idea. How quickly are you trying to pace around the exterior of the building, loudly looking for an entrance? Um, I would probably imagine, because I know that, they were going around the back that I'm going to not be quickly going to the back if I'm wanting them to focus on me. So I'm going to be taking my time, you know, loudly, like shaking windows, that kind of, kind of stuff, but not, not going quickly to the back at all. Okay. And Draper, you're not seeing that much around your left-hand side. Uh, We've still sort of left you after seeing the figure on the roof. Where do you plan to go from here? So the building's big. I'm not going to loop around anytime soon. You would need to essentially take a dedicated step towards looping around at this point. Okay. Um, we need to get in. Um, I'm plenty far away from everyone else um i'm thinking about just breaking a window um 
I know that there's like the the metal mesh inside, so um, uh, I guess uh, I'll I'll do a quick look for uh, a rock, something decent sized enough that I think could make it through. Okay, go ahead and give me a luck roll because this is a manicured lawn. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Big locks being around. I got forty five. Okay. You can see one that was sort of a flat piece of flagstone, maybe, that would always go underneath the mowers that you can pick yeah. up and try and start bashing around. Yeah, since uh, specifically because uh, you said that there was like a black paper or something, some kind of material blocking out all the windows, right? Yes. Yeah, that's. I'm getting a real weird feel from that. So, I, yeah, I want to smash this rock right through the window and try to get inside. Okay. Duty, you're sort of blearily coming to as you are strapped face down, belly down onto this chair, and you can feel metal scissors snipping up the legs of your new sweatpants and shirt and yanking them back, exposing yourself to this cold, tiled room. From your vantage, you can see some dried red specks around on the floor that didn't quite get flushed away by the water of the showers. You can hear someone talking around back behind you. It echoes a lot in here. It seems to be the older man with the salt and pepper hair that says, uh, we'll use number 70. I wanna try and recreate 71 again and the sound of water dripping and this high-pitched <laughs> kind of screeching sound coming up behind you. Then everything goes black. You hear them sort of stop and say, is that the power? Another voice comes around inside there was some, someone looking around for this fucker here. I told you it was a terrible idea to bring him here. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay. You hear them sort of, their voices are overlapping and yammering around on them. But the words that you think that you hear are, we have a security situation. Deal with it. Turn on the generator. I'll take care of this. And you hear metal lockers opening and the characteristic of shotguns being loaded. Let's go back to, I imagine, uh, let's see. Let's do dish, uh, deception and dialect again from the back door around where you're at. Where are you going from here now? You can see several big metal storm doors around inside or uh, around the exterior, a couple around here. And then there's the loading doors that don't seem to have been used for a while. Deception. Uh, do you think we can either break in or should we just, can you hotwire one of these cars? We just drive it through. I Get popped all the tires. Uh, Let's see if we can just open the doors, if we can unlock them, or lock one of the doors and, and slip inside in the dark. Yeah. Got a 24, so if that's a lockpick, that's a, out of 60. 
So you can unlock the lower part of these big metal storm doors. And as you try and open it, you hear an echoing thud as you feel what may be a deadbolt that's a little higher, closer to eye level. Are there regular doors if they would come out? This is the closest thing. This is the closest. Uh, well, this would be the only regular door and would be a storm door that has a deadbolt inside. Um, is there any way to jimmy such a thing or? If you want to take your lock picking tools and take some time to essentially try and get the bolt, as you can see that little bit of a gap and try and work it back down, you can try and do that. Dialect, what are you doing as he takes out his goddamn Rambo knife to try and pick the deadbolt on a door? Um, I guess I'm just going to look around, see if there's any kind of, make sure nobody's coming. Um, they kind well, of want in a to, second, uh, somebody's going to come out that back door to the break. That's true. So maybe I'll stand on the side of the back door, the one that looks closest to the, uh, to the thing with my, with my knife out, ready to slice somebody's head off. Well, slit their throat. Okay. And let's say dish, if you are still walking around the exterior, you could essentially be like rounding the corner and be able to see the other cars that are in that parking lot somewhat nearby. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to the cars and, uh, let's look in, look in there. I'm looking for, uh, the, the lug nut tool, you know, the wrench that you undo your, your lug nuts are usually in the trunk by the jack. Mm-hmm. So, so how are you going to get the trunk open? Uh, well, I was going to see some cars you can uh, pop the, you can get into the back and the back seats. You can just pull it. They come down that way. If you had like a long piece of lumber, you could load it into your car and get it home. And stuff. I feel like you may need to break out a window or maybe deception could try and pick inside or pick the exterior lock on the trunk. If you want to pop it open that way, or if you just want to break the window, you can do that. Yeah, I'll just break the window. Okay. I'll get their attention. That's what I'm trying to probably, do anyway. Probably doesn't make that much noise in the rain and storm. Yeah. Yeah. But it is distracting for deception and dialect as you are <laughs> deception. You're trying to get this side door like gingerly picked open and dialect. You can see this figure in black semi-tactical gear walmart tactical is uh, going <laughs> over to the cars and uh, fiddles with the trunk a bit and smashes it open at this point in time the door next to you opens up and someone says what the fuck and we are going to go right into <laughs> initiative uh let me go through these here i'm just going to highlight these to be easy to track freeze motherfucker <laughs> so 
if you were just going to be waiting for this opportunity without any distractions, I would have said that you could go first dialect as soon as the door opened. But I feel like you might be a bit distracted with what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe thinking it as the door comes open next to you. Give me a luck roll. Or actually, I think you might be smart enough to stand on. What side of the door are you standing on? If it's going to open out. If it's going to open out? Yes. Uh, don't say I'm going to be smart enough because I'm going to pick the wrong one. Well, uh, that's why I was going to say, like, I, hey, I think it would be I this. Like, no. pretty, I wanted to stand on the side where I could pretty easily, like, uh, you want to be on the open side. If yeah, you really want to be behind yeah. the door, the guy could just shove, him again. shove it open and slam me in the face. Okay. So I'm on the open side. Yeah. Okay. So, deception. You hear the other door on the back open up. And amidst all this car alarm yelling, someone says, What the fuck? What do you do? From this um, side, you can't see inside of the doorway, but it is now open. So I can't see the inside and I can't really see the guy who's coming out, right? Not really from where you're at. You would need okay. to sort of run back like out and around to get on a better vantage point if you wanted to try and shoot at him. Well, okay. So I'm trying to I'm trying to envision. Here's the door. And we'll say the door opens like this. Mm -hmm. So Agent Dialect is here. Okay. Yes. And I'm where? Over here? A little bit over there is what I'm envisioning, as you were trying okay. to find a second doorway to pick through. Then what I'll do is I'll immediately run up, grab the door as it's opening, pull it all the way back, and hold my gun to the guy's head. Okay. Does that make and sense? The, so it, it does. But I also think that sort of in this time, you're going to have to sprint and go out and around. And I will let you go ahead and grab the door and keep it open. And we'll say that your gun is going to be ready. But I think just in the sake of a few seconds per round that like your gun okay. can be out, but you won't necessarily be like in the intimidating position, but you can have a okay. handle on the door. At this point, dialect. You see an orderly in white clothes where, uh, holding a bullpup KSG tactical shotgun. He steps out and is looking at the car and says, what the fuck? And raises the gun. I am going to roll an alertness for him to see if he sees you standing right there. Because this is a hell of a distraction. And you're in blast. Yeah. He turns and brings the shotgun level to you and fires low at your knees. Do you want to try and dive off of this concrete ledge to get away from it? It will sacrifice uh, your next turn, but it will give you a dodge. Um, is it possible for me to, to fight back against it or... Is that not an option in this kind of case? In this case, since you have a knife, you can try and fight back. I think that's what I'm going to try and do. I'm just going to try and... Reflect the muzzle? 
Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a melee combat roll. If it's successful, I'm going to give him a heavy penalty to try and hit you with the shotgun blast. Uh, success. 39 out of 50. Okay. It is a good thing you succeeded. <laughs> As he tries to bring the shotgun around to take out your knees. You manage to have your knife ready and sort of jam it over towards him and knock the gun askew just enough as the deafening boom, boom rings out. And you can feel these hot bits of rock and concrete are pattering up against the back of your leg. Dish, it is now your turn. You're hearing shotgun blasts coming up behind you. Okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, am I able to open the car door? At this point, yes. Yeah, I'm you already to... broke the window, so you can yep. open it. I'm going to open up the car door, and essentially I'm trying to get it between me and where the shotgun, the gunshots are coming from. Mm -hmm. That's like something to hide behind, and then I'm going to look to try and see what I can see, you know. Using the door for armor, essentially. Okay, sure. So I'll give you some uh, partial cover for being behind the car door there. If you want, you can have your gun out and ready. But so you're mostly just doing this to look and sort of survey the area. Yeah, At I mean, point, like, yeah, last thing I knew, I broke, broke a car car window. I heard someone say, what the fuck? And then two shotgun shells. I, I can imagine I'm like, I need to assess what the hell is going on before. Okay. I, I can make um, you see a clusterfuck in progress uh, with <laughs> two of your friends are on either side of the door and one is standing in the middle in white clothes. That's actually a lot easier to see him relative to your two friends. Going down the initiative, Draper, you hear these shotgun blasts from around the side of the building as you are about to... Like, I imagine that you may have the rock sort of lifted up and just ready to go. And that's whenever you hear these boom, boom, that was not thunder. Well, it makes me hesitate, but at this position, I'm still going to throw the rock and see if I can smash the window. Maybe okay. cause a distraction. I'll shoot my gun in there a couple times and then run to meet everyone. Okay. Um so let me get this straight. You're going to smash your rock into the window and then shoot your gun. Are you going to shoot your if, gun in the window? If, um, if I, I want to see if I can break the window in one go. If, if not, then I'm just out of there. I, I will go ahead and tell you it's, I, I won't even make you roll strength for this. It would take a couple of heavy hits with the rock to try and okay. break through this window is cool. this is made uh, to keep like patients from escaping. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So I'll check it once, uh, have it bounce off and run away to go meet my friends. Okay. I thought you meant run back to your car and get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, this one is going to be coming soon. Dialect. I mean, uh, yes, it is now. Well, you used your turn to try and fight back for this. So I'm going to say you're trying to keep this guy occupied and wrestling with the gun in there. He seems to know his way around a knife and is not letting you try and bring it against his forearm. Uh, and sort of doing just enough to keep it knocked askew. We are going to go back up to deception. It is your turn. Okay. I pull the door open, so I'm right next to the guy who's struggling with dialect, and I, I put my gun against his head. Now that he's fired, 
I'm just going to pop him right in the head. Okay. Go ahead and give me firearms with plus 20% for point blank range. I got 18 out of, that would be 60 with plus 20. Okay. Is that right? Is that how you do it? Yeah. So if you're, yeah. that would mean that your base firearm is 40 and then so add 20 plus to 20. that. So okay, it's easier yeah, for you to make. Yeah. Okay. Um, roll damage for that. Is it a, and also I should ask, is it a small or a large caliber pistol? I don't want to think about guns. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a 44. A 44 Magnum would be a very large caliber pistol. That'll be a D12. I just picking one. I don't know. Uh, only five. Okay. So you bring this dirty, hairy gun up to the back of his head and blast dialect. You see chunks of his cheek and jaw splatter out away from you or actually towards you and to the side and his eyes stay focused on you. He sways on his feet a bit. And now it is his turn. As you watch, his jaw is starting to reform, seeing the tendons start to snap back in place. Let me, this, uh, and now, He is going to take his leg and essentially try to sweep it, sweep your legs out from under you and come around to level the shotgun back at deception. Uh, at this point, you can also try and you're essentially buying your turn forward and won't be able to act or do anything else during your turn and in initiative. So do you want to try and fight back or are you going to take this? Um, oh, me or him? Oh, yeah. No, uh, this is dialect. Dialect. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna if I if I'm able to. Is there like I can attempt to do damage and stuff, or is it just like a you can try and fight back on like yes. his attack? Okay, I'm just gonna try and fight back on him. Okay. Well, that is a 97. Mm. Okay. And that is in aught six on my end, which doesn't mean anything in Delta Green. Um, so as you try, and I'm assuming maybe you have your knife with the blade pointed down, do a swipe to try and catch his throat. He dips under and knocks your legs out from under you. You are going to fall. Oh shit. And crack your head against the concrete, taking four damage as you land. Oh. And now, since both of you have been able to see this deception, you are seeing his jaw starting to mummy grow back together. I need both of you to roll me sanity against the unnatural. Three. Failure. Okay, that's a D3 on a fail. So you say against a natural. 
Yes. So I've got sanity points. So does that mean that that's okay, just I got, six, I got 63 out of 64. So really close. Okay. So that's still, yeah. well, that would be a pass technically. So okay. this just confirms your suspicions that like something's fucking up here. Uh, dialect, how'd you do on that, San? Minus two. Okay. Something is very wrong here. And now you're worried that he may have a stinger hidden underneath those tight white pants. We Can are I going out dish. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's a perfect transition as the camera's going to whip over to dish. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that I've kind of seen and I've assessed the situation, uh, how, how far of a sprint would it be to get to uh, where that guy is? If you were to just abandon your cover and haul ass across the lot, you can get into the fray of all of this. Okay. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come running up there because I figure, well, we can outnumber him and I'm going to come up to him and I'm going to uh, swing my, you know, my gun just kind of like pistol whipping, you know, because I don't want to shoot and blow a deception away if I miss. Cause well, I'm going to say this. it's going to take all of your turn to get like out of your cover and sprint up to get right into the fray from all of this. Okay. So you will be like, yeah, if you start getting melee attacked, you can try and fight back on this. Okay. But you have your gun drawn, ready to go. Yeah. And it's at this point, whenever you get a little closer underneath this patio on the cement block, that you can see someone else in a white polo and pants is running down the hallway with a black shotgun in hand. And they are going to level it right at you. So. Here is now the question. Do you want to buy your next turn ahead to essentially Looney Tune break and try and dodge back underneath that lip of concrete and lose your turn to try and shoot and pistol whip on this? No, no. I think my adrenaline's got me running up there. Okay. As you run into range here. God damn, you got lucky as this shotgun blast goes out, but he must have shot from more inside the hallway away from you on 2d8. You take two damage as you get peppered, maybe in the shoulder from this blast coming up here. Got to put more choke on that shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Duty. You hear this screeching sound coming up behind you. And then you feel this cold, writhing feeling as these, it's not even a pincer, it's these needles, this thing, this burrowing, someone is humming behind you and you can feel something ripping and tearing and burrowing from your anus up inside of you shredding and crawling its way up your colon. I need you to roll me. You're technically having another breakdown, but I think this deserves another sanity roll as you are going to take three more damage of your soft tissue tearing as you are violated 
by this thing. It would have been a success before that last failure, but alas, this is another failed Sandy roll. Okay. Just adding some more insult to injury. Uh, go ahead and give me a D6, a D6 for all of this here. Well, if nothing else, my last thoughts are of uh, Officer Braddock, my brother in blue. <laughs> as I close my eyes and think of losing another three sanity, which naturally will bring me oh so very close to my next breaking point. One away. But I don't think it matters at this point. Terrific. Oh, you can still be rescued. <laughs> I'm sure Dish and uh, Draper can do a little extraction to help you. Speaking of Draper, we're going to go around to you and initiative. So um, as you are making your way across, you're hearing more of these gunshots sort of peppering in the night. And you swear that you hear a window breaking from inside somewhere. It's very thin. It's between the sounds of gunshot blasts. But you're running. You hear gunshots. You know people are in trouble. Yeah, got a got a long way to go. So um, I'll I'll try to um, take cover before I turn the last corner or whatever. But um, just trying to catch up. At this point, we're going to say that you can take your last turn, that you can get around the corner and maybe crouch underneath that cement lip of the loading dock area and be in cover and be able to fire your gun if needed in there. So now we have everyone is appropriately clustered around the back door and we are going to move into dialect it's your turn i thought i fought back so i didn't get to do anything yet right oh fuck yeah that's yeah. you're you're imagining that you're still fighting back um but it's just kind of more dizzy bleary flailing around deception you have a shotgun leveled at you you're muted Um, if he, it, we're kind of really close clustered together, aren't we? You really are. So can I grab the end of the barrel of the shotgun and move it away from pointing at me while at the same time bringing this up under his chin and firing? Not really. You would need to sort of pick one or the other because that would be sort of a melee combat and a firearm shoot, shoot roll. So you can take okay. your pick. Well, then can I suddenly drop down to my knees so that the gun isn't pointed at me and fire up into his face? For reference, he is also on his knees in a fight in a shooting oh. stance. So you can drop on Shit. your knees and bring the barrel a little closer to face level. Um, yeah. um if you want to fight to try and knock the gun out of his hands, you can. You also know that there is someone else with a gun somewhere in the hallway behind him. I am going, let's see if this works. I am going to, it, it only works if, if things are in place for it. But if I suddenly 
move back behind the door that I opened. And he tries to keep his gun on me. He's going to hit the door so that I'm going to be out for, I don't know. I will say if you, yeah, if you want to do that, I will give you some armor protection from the door. He is 100% still going to be able to shoot through that. It is a steel storm door, so it will do some decent protection, about the same as maybe a car door. But uh, yeah, this is a shotgun at point blank range. Smash him. Well, then what I'm going to do is I'm, instead of firing, then my move is going to be grabbing the barrel of the shotgun and pushing it away from me. I'll try to assault him on the next move, but I'll have my hand on the end of the the gun. Okay. Um, I would say to roll unarmed combat. Unarmed combat. I got a 15. Let's see what I get. Oh, I lost one of the dice. Oh, I lost a scene. <laughs> Uh, I got a 79 out of 50. Nope. Okay. You are reaching for his gun as the barrel explodes in fire. And you are going to take nine damage as this shotgun... I've only got 10, so I'm blown off the platform onto the ground down below. Basically, this is going to hinge you right about center of mass, and you are going to get knocked back as coughing up blood. Um, At this point in the Delta Green rules, you just essentially fall unconscious if you are below 2 HP or at 2 HP or below. I will let you give a con roll. If you want to try and stay awake for this and not go into the light, you feel like you might bleed out. I'll try. Uh, I got 35 out of 40. So So you're awake. I'm still conscious. Okay. I suppose in one bit of good fortune, you're knocked closer to Draper. But I don't necessarily... We'll see what'll happen next. Dish, it is now your turn. You got peppered by shotgun from the person up top, and then the one down below just took out Deception. Dang. Uh, Which one am I closer to? Technically, you'd be closer to the one that's kneeling that took out Deception. They're sort of log jammed in the hallway. Okay. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Uh, Give me firearms roll. Okay. My point blank range? Yes, plus 20. Okay. Zero three. So that'll do it. Roll Regenerates. your damage. <laughs> okay, nine mil. Uh, four. Okay. Oh, shit. So then it's going to be damage in there okay you take him pretty much dead on since he had his side turned to you you can take him right in the ribs and Mm -hmm. can see red starting to spill out 
from the sides around there. Uh, we are going to go to the next one in line is going to load his shotgun and is going to take another shot at you with his friend still over it. So he's not getting the point blank. But he hesitates as he hears something behind him. This shrill, inhuman scream is echoing up the hallways and getting closer to him. He failed his shotgun roll, so he's not really even going to shoot or anything. As he turns back around and you can see someone in black pants and a hoodie is running up to this person, screaming this high-pitched, furious scream. She barrels into him and knocks his head against the wall. Jesus, pissed off. Dealing four damage to this one. And you can see a red stain is left up against the wall in there. Through this dim light from the street light above the cars back behind you, you can see these lines on her face are raised and almost pulsing. Her face does not seem to have any emotion besides pure animalistic fury directed at this person that they are attacking. And you think based on the pictures, this may be Tatiana Sokolov. Draper. Well, I get around the corner and I'm crouched down and then I, there's just a lot of shooting. I don't know who's doing what. I know we didn't pack any shotguns. I see uh, deception fly over my head. Um, I, I want to give him help, but I need to eliminate threats first. So I'm just going to pop up and start blasting anything I see. Okay. Uh, the one that you can immediately see is the one uh, that Dish just took a shot at. Go ahead and roll firearms for that. Yeah. Since you're staying behind cover, I don't think I'm going to give the point blank range for this. I'm imagining you're maybe uh, 10 yards away or so. Yeah, I, I rolled a 19, so I think that's all. Hell yeah. Roll some damage on that. Um, I'm, I'm assuming a D10. I don't have a, a gun written down, actually. Um, I'm yeah, going to assume maybe a 45 ACP, so a D10. I rolled a 7. All right. So you take another hit. As you can see where his eye was just beelined on Deception, Deception gets knocked in the ground, sort of, I'm imagining, between the two of you. You pop up around the lip of this concrete block, and dead eye right into his right eye on the other side of his head as the side of it watermelon goes out and he falls limp great so <laughs> that's taken care of all of my attention is to deception after that point okay everything is under control duty 
at this point, time is starting to blur. You feel the straps are lessening around on your legs, on your wrists, and you're being put back into the wheelchair and can feel yourself rocking backwards. Going back through the locker room, you doing anything? If I can muster one last little bit of my uh, my willpower, and I get any sort of a glimpse of the person who's moving me around, I'm going to spit at them. This thing inside of you feels like it is constantly chewing and turning and shredding your insides. The pain is positively excruciating. And as you scream, you see that friendly faced doctor with salt and pepper hair, who is sort of looking over you, wheeling you back. And as he makes eye contact and you see that little half smile, you can spit in his face. And then you start hearing that of the cattle prod crackling dialect. It is your turn. The guy is down. Um, do I, f I don't like feel him still actively gripping me, you know, after his head blew off or blew open. Uh, so he essentially took out your ankles and okay. you fell hard against the concrete. Okay. So okay. from your vantage, you can see essentially down inside his gray matter right now. I know you're adapted to violence, so no need to roll for any of that. His grip on the shotgun is loose, but you're starting to see some of that wound closing. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to rip the shotgun out of his hands, and I'm thinking that the, um, the worms are in their guts, right? So I'm just going to take it and I'm going to shove the shotgun into his, into his stomach and pull the trigger and okay. uh, try and kill him that way. All right. At this point, and I'll also mention that you hear sounds of fighting and screaming from inside the hallway, but you're seeing that skull wound starting to close up. You take the shotgun and blast it into his abdomen. I want you to roll me a D6. Five. All right. So at this point, you take this shotgun. Bam, 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 and as these guts start coming up more and more like a fountain in the midst of all this red and pink ichor, you think you can see some green and yellow in that as well. You feel like you probably nuked the thing inside of him and he may stay down. Deception. You have one HP and are in the midst of bleeding out. Since you stayed awake, 
I'm going to say that you're essentially fighting to stay conscious. Is there anything that you want to do? I'm tempted to essentially make this like death saving throws and just keep rolling con to try and stay awake and stay aware. And I'm not going to have you bleed out as long as you're managing to try and do that to hang on. Does that sound agreeable? I don't want to. Yeah, uh, I think at the same time, I'm I'm probably trying to claw, crawl away. But I'm probably on my back and I'm probably crawling away, you know, backwards. Um, well, I'm in, I'm in cover right next to you and I'm like getting ready right. to head your way. So effectively, you're going to be crawling backwards. You don't realize it, but closer towards Agent Draper. Okay. Um, Go ahead and give me another con roll just to try and stay in it as you're doing this. D3 is not a pass. Okay. So if if that makes me pass out, then what Agent Draper sees is me trying to get to my phone, and then I just I lose consciousness in the problem. Okay. Um, I need to alert Delta Green. <laughs> Dish, it is your turn. All right, so I'm looking inside this... Tatiana thing is just bash this dude's head against the wall and everything. Uh, looking in this, because there was like garage doors, is there like heavy equipment or something in there? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of that lift up pallets and all that. Like a, like a forklift or yeah, yeah, something like that? Yeah, I couldn't come up with what they were called. <laughs> I don't think that they would have forklifts okay. back here this would just be more like sort of the remnants of the previous building uh okay how about something that uh looks uh easily flammable you feel like your chloroform bottle okay. would be pretty flammable if you wanted to try and improvise molotov it do you yeah. have a lighter or anything hmm nope But now I, you know, I'm going to, uh, yeah, and the electricity is off, so we don't have the power going there that you could light it off the electricity. So now I'm going to, uh, give me an int times five roll. Int times five. So intelligence. Okay. Yep. Uh, whew, barely <laughs> 83 out of 85. <laughs> you feel like it would be really badass if you were to hold your gun against something and use the fire from the bullet leaving the barrel to set something on fire, that you would need to spend a turn to douse it with the stuff and then be point blank, hold your gun on it. Let's do it. Yeah. Take my shirt. Like uh, maybe my undershirt. Cause my outer shirt is probably wet, but you know, kind of, for a cloth to set up fire unless there's something here that i think that i could just put against the gun and the heat from the barrel would i think well i mean everybody's pretty well soaked from being outside for yeah. so long and so i was more envisioning that you douse them with your mm -hmm. little homebrew knockout oh, okay I see and then hold the gun on them to get that to ignite 
Gotcha. Uh, okay. Because yeah. all of the other fabric around in here is pretty well soaking wet. All right. Let's let's do it. Ah, starts dousing okay. them. Are you doing the two that are in the hallway? I just want to ask: Are you yeah. focusing on one more than the other as they're thrashing around? Uh, her because the thing Tatiana thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you are going to be right in the shit. I'm not oh, going to yeah. make you roll because you're just essentially yeah yeah uh, spraying around in there. It is his turn. You hear him say Tatiana and something in Russian. He. All right, rolled a 12 and shit. I forgot what her combat was. Let's roll that. Okay. He tries to essentially take her wrist and bend it around back behind her to put her in a chicken wing pose that Agent Duty might find uh, familiar. And as he does, you hear these bones snapping as she whips her arm back around, breaking the bones and tendons in the process of doing so, but keeping herself from being immobilized. At this point, Dr. Lee is bringing duty around to the side of the pool where his other new roommates are going to be screaming their welcomes. Tatiana, is going to continue attacking the other. She is rolling much better than him. And is fucking him up. Jesus Christ, she's rolled fours on both of these. In this midst of one trying to immobilize the other, she is going to take his arm and bend it around backwards at the elbow. As you are hearing more screams from the tussle inside there, Dish, as you are sprinkling this down on them, you can see that those lines on her face look almost like ridged worms that are raising up underneath her skin. They seem to be almost vibrating. Draper, it is your turn. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to grab Deception, try to pull him closer so that we're both in cover and do a first aid. Try to... Oh. I mean, I, I, I didn't say specifically Keep pressure on the wound, but just yeah, exactly. the whole chest like, is kind of the wound. Hopefully I got some gauze really, uh, just tie it down on him somehow. Okay. Um, I mean, I can say at this point, just being able to have a solid bit of fabric and keeping pressure on the wound will prevent him from bleeding out, but it looks yeah. like he's lost conscious and conscience and won't be able to hold the fabric on. Um, okay. Go ahead and give me um, a first aid roll. Well, um, hmm? so, uh, well, would you say that um, he looks bad enough that I might just consider him lost and try to, uh, like, if if I think that he's a dead man, I, I would focus more on helping everyone else. There's so much else going on. That's yeah. You feel like his chest is pretty well ruined. And your EMS training is sort of kicking in, and all you're thinking is he needs to get to an ambulance and an ER right now, or he is going to be gone. And then you also know that probably isn't happening. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, I could call 911, but <laughs> this isn't the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, man, I think I'm going to leave him for dead and pop over the, the concrete. Okay. You can get up in there. Uh, Agent Dish is kind of skeet, skeet, skeeting some kind of a little bottle uh, onto some folks that are in the hallway. Um, what are you doing? Um, if I see any hostiles, I'll just start shooting open fire. Okay. You see what seems to be a woman in black and a man in white. The man is getting the shit kicked out of him and his arm is bent around the wrong way. Which one are you going to shoot at? Oh man. Um, the, the woman I'll, I mean, yeah, I've I've been thinking it's Tatiana Manhunt this whole time. Um, I'd be more inclined to shoot man, but since specifically been looking for Tatiana, I think I'll make the connection and shoot her. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll firearms. I'm not going to give you point blank for this because they're actively tussling oh, yeah. around back and forth. Nope. 80s fail. Okay. So you can pop, 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 and like try and hit, but it's really difficult to make your way through as they are thrashing around inside. Duty. You feel cool pool water is starting to go up your feet, around your thighs, as you are being submerged into this pool. The pain inside you is unbearable. You can feel your head is being set against some kind of a pad and feel something go across your neck, restraining you in place. At this point, you can look up into the face of this man doing this to you and see a slight look of concern as he looks up and to the front door of this room. and then leave, starts walking away. Dialect. I believe that I will uh, check to see how many rounds are left in the shotgun, like how, how much more I can shoot with it. Um, okay. Um, give me a luck roll. Pass, 24. Okay. You can sort of clock underneath it. You can see that you have at least two shots left, as that's as many of the uh, shells that you can see sort of highlighted in red underneath it. With the way that this is a bullpup design, you know that they're sort of hidden and going up inside the tubes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go up and try to... Uh... I guess I see the um, the worms on Tatiana's face. Mm -hmm. So I know that's, they probably both have worms. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to try and blast Tatiana because she looks like a more immediate threat. Okay. Are you going to get up in their face? I think so, yeah. All right. Give me firearms with plus 20. That's a pass, 61 out of 80. Okay. 
Roll me 2d8. Six and five, 11. Holy shit. Okay. You roll better than me on shotguns. <laughs> um, let's see. Do this. I'm going to check this here. So you leveled this shotgun against her back and fire. And in the midst of all of this meat that is blown down the hallway, it ignites the solution that Dish poured on her. And she begins erupting in flame and screaming and not stopping. We're going to go back up. Okay. And... Deception, we hardly knew ye. Dish. Holy shit, that wasn't as cool as I thought it'd look. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to uh, pick up the shotgun that I assume the guy that was attacked by Tatiana dropped. Yeah, he is on the ground right now, but st- or he still looks active, but he definitely dropped the shotgun amidst all of this attack. Yeah, so I'll, I'll pick it up. And uh, I saw a guy like blow that guy away with the shotgun to the gut. So I'm going to follow his example. Okay. Um, Give me a point blank shotgun. Or actually, if you want to try and hit him in the guts with all of this around in the area, I'm going to treat this like a called shot. So you're going to get plus 20 for point blank, minus 20 for called shot, since he's still moving around. So roll flat. Come on, Dash. Mm, no. So, oh no, 69. Nice. <laughs> Describe this epic bowel shot as you level this shotgun at where you think that little squirmy wormy is. Is he facing up or facing down? He would be facing up. Okay. So as I level it, a little sadistic in me, I kind of uh, bring it and make sure that I blow his cock off right up into his <laughs> gut. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go ahead. Um, give me, I'm tempted just to make this a one shot kill. Roll me 4d8 just because we want to see big numbers. All right. Okay. Oh, I got one. Yeah, you're like. Okay, that's uh, oh, there it was one, two, seven, eight. So that is 18. (laughs) That's what I like to see. Yeah, you can shoot his cock off, up, and through (laughs) him as there is a hole in his abdomen, and that injury does not close. All right, and Gregory is no more. Dr. Lee. Yes. I think it's time to do some cleaning. Okay. Where are you going? I'm going to start by retrieving myself a nice little weapon out of my my cabinet. And I'm going to go 
looking around for uh, these troublemakers that have come to try and remove one of my test subjects. That's not very nice of them. I think you can smell where they're at due to this scent of, well, I'm sure you might recognize it as long pork that you had, oh my God, must have been 120 years ago. And you know that you can head left and come out to meet them in the hallway. I'm going to walk up to the entrance of the door, cock my shotgun. Now I'm going to aim it at the first person I see and fire away. Okay. At this point, I think that's going to be... Chase, roll high, uh, say hi, low. Uh, hi. Okay. That's going to be Dish. Maybe because he goes, fuck yeah, yeah after his uh, epic cock shot. <laughs> and <laughs> you can clearly see him pointed out in this. You want to take your shot, Dr. Lee? Fuck yeah? Fuck you. I shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Roll firearms. I failed by one. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're just too far away. You feel like maybe grabbing the Uzis might have been able to reach at this range, but the shotgun just kind of fizzles out and you ruined your new hallway. At this point, you see that this burning mass of angry woman is still screaming and is now crawling and getting back up on her feet and starting to run. I think give her a power roll real quick. She is going to start running outside towards the wet rain and water to douse the flames. Everyone else, so Dish, you can hear another shotgun and like blaster starting to pepper you. This woman on fire is going to start running between you and dialect. They're not attacking. At this point, they are fleeing. For her turn, I'm going to say that she can sort of clear that back patio door and is heading out into the rain. Oh, Draper's out there. Draper, you are, I'm imagining, sort of to the left of all this, so you can see Burning Man is going down and through. I want to intercept her. I want to tackle her if I can, even though she's on fire. She's on fire. Okay, cool. I just wanted to really drill that mm -hmm. point in. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, I know ahead. that she just doesn't care about these kinds of things, so I need to stop her. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me uh, unarmed combat to just sort yep. of do a running tackle on her. 31 as a success. Okay. Uh, at this point... She is going to go ahead and 
she actually doesn't care about you. So she is going to, by her turn, to dodge uh, away as she is just trying to get out of here. What did you roll, Draper? I rolled a 31. Okay. She rolled a 15, and I'm going to write this down, which means that since uh, we're going to do prices right, your tackle does better than her trying to squirm out from under you. Uh, unfortunately, she is, again, actively on fire. <laughs> I am going to give you 2 HP of damage to try yeah. and maintain this grip as you can feel your eyebrow hairs and maybe that beard is starting to get singed yeah. off a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't think you're ever going to be able to look at Bacon the same way again. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, just uh, screaming frantically. I don't know anything about this Dr. Lee guy. I'm just like, I got her, guys! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's Draper, Duty. Oh, well, Duty is Splish Blast taking a bath right now. Please leave a message. Dialect. So I see a doctor at the opening of the hallway uh, who just shot at Agent Dish. Um, I'm going to drop the shotgun and pull out my... my uh, what is that, a 357 Magnum? And I'm just going to... Is there anywhere I can dive for cover over here? It's just an open hallway. You can sort of go back out the door and sort of use the doorway as a little bit of cover. Uh, Would I be able to get a shot off still, you think? Or... I think you could get a shot off on that. Essentially, you're going to get a shot off and then try and get out of there. Yeah. Um, so... Let's go ahead and just roll firearms for this. Sure. That is a 12, which is a pass. Okay. And damage on that is 1d12. Mm-hmm. Do I have a d12 out? Uh, I do not have one out. Um, I'll roll for you if you want. Yeah, that'll be great. I've been rolling like dog shit, but okay. That's fine. <laughs> and case in point. Um, so, Dr. Lee, are you going to try and duck in the hallway? This cretin has had the nerve to shoot at you. I am very upset at this uh, current uh, outcome. It's very, very frustrating. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Oh, sorry. No, like, I'm just asking if you're going to use your reaction. It's not your turn yet. Mm, 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 mm. I'm, I'm thinking how I can take this whilst also trying to, like, be a dick. Um, <laughs> I, I think... No, I think just... I, I will sort of fucking flip him off as he's shooting at me. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of my building! And I get shot. You take four damage as you're saying, get the fuck out! And your white coat gets sort of stained red in the shoulder. Doesn't seem to phase you too terribly much. And you can go ahead and roll me a d6. I rolled a five. 
it heals back almost as quickly as it came. All right. Uh, so then deception dish. Okay. When I uh, see that and it's just Riley playing it, he, it does not look like duty was possessed or something like that. Is that correct? Currently, this, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. You actually recognize this motherfucker. Uh-huh. This was the doctor that you talked to at McKinley Pharmaceuticals who was seen speaking to Tatiana and said, oh. I was just asking her out. Oh, that son of a bitch. I'm going to uh, fire my, uh, crank my shotgun and fire, fire at him again. Okay. Or, I guess for the first time. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll me uh firearm. Zero seven. All right, roll me damage. And what's the shotgun? 2d8. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and just call it 2d8 since we're 2D8. still getting into closer together range. I'm imagining Lee is still closing the distance. Eight and three, so 11. Okay. Dr. Lee, you are still up. A shame you would make such great test subjects. I think at this point, I'm putting my trust in the almighty worm. I'm going to start chanting. I look Agent Dish dead in the eyes. I start chanting at him. And what is involved in this witchcraft you are doing? Well, right, cool. It starts off real low, and I'm sort of looking at Dish and muttering to myself. I get closer and closer, and I eventually end up yelling the last final words of this rite. I cast my finger towards Agent Dish. I cast this withering spell. As your hand starts to blacken, as these words just sort chanting and leaving your mouth and almost leaving from your hand and hitting Dish in a wave of cold, dead air, you can go ahead and roll me that d20 damage. <laughs> Rolled an 18. <laughs> Dish, as you are in a shooting stance, yes, and felt like you really did good on that. This chanting and this necrotic air just hits you and feel all of the wind, the air, the space leaving your bones. Dialect, I need you to roll sanity at essentially seeing Dish be um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but <laughs> a little drier and dustier. Okay. That is a fail. That is going to be. Damn it. Only one sand loss. You didn't that, like him much anyway. That brings me to my breaking point, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. How, how does this take it now? Are you just going red mist? I think so. I think I'm just going to go red mist and start walking. Well, when it gets around to my turn, I'm just going to walk down the hallway. Okay. Um, Draper, you have Tatiana sort of in this bear hug lock as she is squirming around to get out of your grip. At this point, the rain is dying down on the fire some more, and you can see new flesh is underneath these burned parts that have been taken away from her hoodie. She seems to be healing extremely quickly. She is going to try and whip around and attack you. I just want to say, obviously, Draper is wrong at this point, but to the best of his knowledge, this is still completely her fault. So <laughs> holding on tight, uh, <laughs> fighting her like an obsession, uh, just trying to get the knife and get the worm out. But uh, yeah, so um, you, should I just roll like to keep restraining her? Well, so you is? don't have to roll anything. It's actually okay. like at this point, I think you can't really dodge away from it since you two are really tussling together <laughs> you could try and fight back and buy your turn out but like at this point yeah let's just go ahead and roll with it as she is going to take the palm of her hand and bash up into your nose mm-hmm. breaking it and sort of causing your vision to blur and water around more you're going to take three damage Crap. And you can see that those lines on their face are settling down somewhat. It is now your turn. Yeah, I I feel like, uh, I mean, she's crazy. She's probably going to kill me. But uh, yeah, just uh, with my knife trying to get, get at the worm in her gut. Okay. Uh, roll me unarmed combat. Yep. 61 is fail. Okay. So this is the gnarly part. As you have your knife and are stabbing it around into her gut, you can sort of get it underneath something and whip it out. And you can see this worm is flailing from inside and just retracts itself back in. And at this point, you swore you felt more of them wriggling underneath her shoulders as mm. she is clutched in your gra- gra- grasp, if I can say words. Uh, let's see. Duty. It's really cold and lonely in here. Dialect. Yeah, I'm just uh, leaving cover uh, just after seeing the magical death uh, occur right in front of my eyes. I'm just going to walk up and kind of run forward, I think, and, and just shoot the whole time as I'm running towards Dr. Uh, Dr. Lee. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me firearms for that. Let's see what I get. That is a fail 70 out of 60. That's the bad thing about fanning the hammer whenever you are righteously pissed off. Um, Deception, dish, Dr. Lee, you can roll me a D6. The six. As your hand 
becomes good as new. What are you doing? I think it's in just quarantine mode now. I was going to offer Agent Dialect a choice, but I don't think I am. I think I'm just going to shoot him. Okay, roll me firearms. 50. I succeeded something. 2d8. Eight damage. Okay. Dialect, what does that put you at? Three HP. Okay. Uh, I need you to roll constitution, or con times five, to stay awake. Stay conscious after taking that much damage. <laughs> well, I've got a, an 80 constitution, and I rolled a 90. Woof. Okay. So we are now going to focus in as Dr. Lee, you took out his legs right out from under him. It might have skidded down the hallway a little bit. And dialect seems to stop thrashing after a time. You might have a new test subject. We are going to focus in on Draper and Tatiana. At this point, she is doing nothing but fighting, kicking, and screaming to try and get out and away. What are you doing? Yeah, same exact thing. I'm just screaming at her. It's it's brutal. Just clenched on with my left hand and stabbing as much as I can, figuring it's me or her. Okay. Um, at this point, then, I think... She is going to try and... Did you ever see John Wick, the first one? I haven't, actually. God damn. Well, anyway, <laughs> there. Okay, so there is an assassin lady in there that does this spider monkey thing and sort of wraps her leg around his neck to try and make him black out. She is okay. going to try and do that to you. Uh, she rolled a 47. Her leg is now locked around your head, around your neck. We're going to go to your turn. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just just swinging the knife at this point. Uh, yeah, feeling like it's obvious that I'm going to die. Hoping backups on the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, swinging the knife. Okay. So as you go ahead and just out of curiosity, roll me your uh, to hit roll on that. Um, eighty ones fail. I probably dropped the knife even at this point. Okay. Well, I'm still imagining like you can still sort of stab around and hit. It, but it's hard to see her. It's getting to be a little more feeble with each attempt. At this yeah. point, she is healing faster than you can attack her. And so you keep stabbing up and end up blacking out. And now I'm going to take a step back and ask Dr. Lee, what do you intend to do with Tatiana when she is near other specimens of worms her queen makes her go ballistic if she is at a safe distance that is not the case she has also been instrumental in the deaths of two of your other members yeah I think Tatiana 
is a uh, an interesting uh, result. And I think it needs a little bit more field observation. After all, uh, I put my PPE on, everything is completely under control. Lovely. So we are going to go into an epilogue at this point. A few days later, there's stories in the news about how Tim Hodges was being transferred to go to trial and some hit and run on the prison transport vehicle knocked it off the road down this ravine and there was a sort of puncture blown into the side of the vehicle and there was still meat as if someone was dragged out through a hole two sizes too small. Tatiana and Dr. Lee find a way to work within boundaries enough and in order to better understand this new species of worm they were trying to perfect that seems to go berserk at anything that it deems to be inferior. Unfortunately, it replicates faster than the other worms. And so some of these had gotten into her cerebrospinal column and caused her to not really be herself. But fortunately, they have three new test subjects. Oh, I'm sorry. Draper. They have four new test subjects strapped into their places in the pool and waiting to see how more they can perfect these growths. And then we're going to cut to a lonely cell phone buzzing and buzzing inside of an abandoned vehicle that was towed away goes to voicemail. <coughs> uh, duty, did you get my ambulance? And that is where we're going to end it. I'll have to contact Delta Green from out from uh, heaven. Um, they've got a door. <laughs> I think they have a slight That was really, really good. Yeah. Thank you. So the overall story, um, Delta Green would call this group the cult of the worm. They prefer the term the disciples of the worm. This is something that has been going on for hundreds of years. The scrolls that you found earlier were referencing this Lama Ibrahim, who was searching for a way to attain immortality uh, from the, I think it was the king of whatever place that he was from. He found this monastery of these Buddhists who had apparently found a way to transcend to other planes. The longer he was there, the more he found that it wasn't really Buddhism. They were sort of deviating into their own thing. And through various means of blackmail and pressure, he found a way to blackmail one of the monks to let him go into this higher plane. The monk betrayed him 
and did not give him any protections whenever he was there. Whenever uh, Dr. Lin was giving you the translations, it mentioned the protections from creatures and things. Well, Ibrahim encountered something that um, needed to lay some eggs and ended up infesting him with some of their worms. As he finally made his way back into our plane, time is very different. Decades had passed in that time, and the monk that had betrayed him was long since gone. And they now had something bigger to worry about because he was swelling and then birthing more of these worms out. It was very hungry and ultimately ended up, they found ways to suppress the uh, hermaphroditic growth and replication of these worms and uh, use them to plant into each other. While the worm is inside of you, you heal very quickly. Your life is essentially inevitably prolonged as long as it remains alive. They need to be changed out every now and again. This is all in Delta Green's targets of opportunity um, that I use to really inform a lot of this. The other half of inspiration for this was from the Magnus Archives, I think episode six called Squirm. Um, so this group here was studying a way to take these worms and essentially put them into hosts that were infused with so much oxycodone that it would essentially numb the pain in that. And then to get the worms addicted to it as well, then transplant them into dry hosts so that they would replicate to see if the worms would start generating their own sort of supply of uh, opioids to like satisfy their own needs thereby nullifying all of the pain that the host was receiving by keeping them in. Typically, these folks need to take a lot of opium and different drugs to try and like just deal with this awful pain of having the worm inside them all the time. As they had gone through 72 iterations, they finally found one that the dry host did not scream in pain anymore. And this was the one that Tatiana was, uh, she implanted herself with some of the new spawn as another experiment. Since it didn't hurt, she wasn't as regular on taking the maintenance uh, tonics that they use to suppress their replication. And these worms grew very quickly. They again started sort of breaching into her spinal cord and influencing her behavior some more, especially the queen that was now inside of her. So she kind of lost herself for a bit and stumbled around into the alleyway and passed out as she was just blind from hunger. And that was when Emily Tran found her. Being a concerned citizen, she went to go in and see if she needed some help. In that lucid moment, uh, Tatiana pinned her against the wall, stabbed into her abdomen and began ripping extra worms out from her own body and shoving into Emily to try and get them out of her system so that she could get back under control and would not burst. She then went to her apartment where other members of the disciples were waiting for her to try and help her out and get her back to normal because they recognized that when Mother 72 burst, something was very wrong. They did not know that she went completely berserk in the presence of these other inferior worms. 
and that was the body of Yusuf, who was going in to try and maybe like try and handcuff her and bring her back in for her own safety. Um, Emily Tran was an unfortunate bystander who got caught in everything. Then it got transferred over to Tim Hodges. Um, the way that it happened during sex dialect, if you would have asked any questions to probe some more during sex, she would have mentioned that she stuck a finger in his ass. But like, he wasn't necessarily going to be becoming with that information. It wasn't a finger. And so yes, uh, at this point, the the pool room is where they are uh, keeping the mothers, they refer to it as the farm. Uh, the tubes that were going into them, if you had a chance to explore inside, it's uh, two big vats with a little electric pump that are connected to gray water, and they would dump in bags of dog food. And in one of the vats, they would pour in uh, oxytocin capsules. That was why they all worked at McKinley Pharmaceuticals, was to have easy supply to tons of opioids to try and, one, dose themselves, and two, use to funnel these experimentations. Mm. I'm jumping around a bit, but... Um, I'm happy to answer any other questions around in this and definitely get your feedback because this is my first play test for it. Um, With the opioids, was that why they were going after people on the streets that were drug addicted? I mean, it made Oh, thank you for reminding me. No, so Second Chances is a racket that the disciples were using to get new test subjects. Typically, they would pose as these sort of uh, secreted rehab clinics that would pick up folks from cities, transfer them to a rehab clinic so that they wouldn't, you know, be in contact with their dealers or whatever, get clean, and then give them a second chance by giving them some money in a sort of startup in a new city and location. In actuality, this is just a way that they would find people on the streets that they're would be no contacts to go looking for them and no one to really miss them and then use them as test subjects. Uh, when, so actually, oh, this is another fun detail that um, when Agent Duty was stumbling around in the rooms and opened the door of the guy that, that was the TV that was showing in through the windows, he had bruising around his eye. Typically, they will take some folks in, let them get comfortable and take their guard down then maybe sedate them and bring them back to the nurse's station. There is another door inside that is the exam room. Inside is a starfish, a five-point restraint chair to keep their head and all appendages in place. Then they would lobotomize them and wait for that injury to heal and wait for all of the drugs to leave their system to then bring in for the next subject. In the case of the guy that was in there, he was having a longer uh, cleansing time uh, due to the heroin that was still hanging around in his system, which is why he wasn't immediately used. But when poor Agent Duty was clean, except for a little bit of alcohol, Lee was feeling a little vindictive on that. Any other questions? I, I was kind of hoping uh, uh, Duty would, at the last moment, yell out, um, I'm bugged and they're tracking our movements. You better, <laughs> you better turn and run for your lives because the cavalry's on the way. <laughs> mm. no, in a way, he was still bugged. Though. I was still bugged in the <laughs> he end. Was yes. bugged. <laughs> the bug got in there and said, What the hell's this? Yeah. <laughs> could, could we have caught Tatiana um, when we first in that? 
Was it outside the apartment building? By that time, I think she had already had enough time to skedaddle. Um, she had gone back to her apartment to get more of the tonic to suppress their replication and kind of went to ground. So I don't think that she's really attainable at that point in time. You get there just late enough that she is down in the weeds. And basically, she paid cash for a hotel room and was trying to plot out this next plan. She went back into this lab to try and steal her study notes. That was the window that was break uh, that broke when Agent Draper was there. She was trying to do it and not be around any of the other members in there. She figured they wanted her dead and so wanted to get her notes and try again with this other Hodge's character as a new test subject. And if she had something to bring back, then that might spare her life. Dr. Lee just felt generous, I suppose. Yeah. Why was there a big hole in the back of her robe? Oh, so this was actually something I neglected to mention when duty was being wheeled into the locker room. They have these scarlet ceremonial robes uh, for each of the members. The slit up the back is the members would all wear these robes with over large hoods to protect their dignity as they would need to get onto the reverse gynecologist table and have a new worm inserted. So the slit in the back was just to only show the skin that was necessary for the procedure in transplantation to try and protect each other's mm -hmm. dignity. I like that. That's interesting. It's not a very fun example. So no, unfortunately, no stingers, no dragon tails. That's the yeah. We were. I was. I, I thought it was going to be snake people. <laughs> So any uh, thoughts, things that I can improve in terms of pacing or content, anything that didn't make sense or. I, I loved it. I'll need to like go, go away and reflect on it a bit more before I have like proper notes for it. But overall, I think you did a really good job. Um, sure. And, and I will say in this, um, I wasn't expecting you to Chewbacca yourself uh, to get in. So I'm sorry. It was kind of railroady that it was just like, they kind of had you by the balls. Um, oh, that's totally fine. Uh, originally, yeah, yeah. It, it my intent in this was to drop enough hints for like Tatiana had the tax documents for second chances and finding other things in there to do a little bit more of a deep dive into like different tax records, property records, things like that that might be registered for second chances. Because like you went to the company website but didn't dig any deeper from there. And so I think I was assuming people would try and latch on that and dig a little deeper. So I'll need to think about ways to make that a little more obvious because yeah, y'all kind of went in at a bad time and I was hoping that people could come in and explore it to see the farm and then lose a bunch of sanity and start shooting the place up when everybody else came home. Our players included Kaylin McDowell, Chance Wooten, Riley, uh, Riley Krunker, Keith Craig, and myself with Dr. Lex Hurley as the handler. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes or Spotify. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon with up for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We do enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. 
This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.